0: You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Portia, Arkansas.
1: Amen. Open your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter number 9. The book of Joshua chapter number 9. If you're in the New Testament, you're going to have a hard time finding it. So I would go start in the Old Testament. Look for the book of Joshua chapter 9. Let's look at verse number 20. We'll read it. Just take a moment down to the end of the chapter. And look at that. The Bible says that this we will do to them, we will even let them live, lest wrath be upon us because of the oath which we swear unto them. And the princes said unto them, Let them live, but let them be, be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation, as the princes has promised them. And Joshua called for them, and he spoke unto them, saying, Wherefore have you beguiled us, saying, We are very far from you when you dwelled among us? Now therefore you are cursed, and there shall none of you be freed from, the, from being bondmen and hewers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. And they answered Joshua, and they said, Because it was... Certainly told thy servant how that the Lord thy God commanded his servant Moses to give you all the land and to destroy all the inhabitants of the land uh, from before you. Therefore we were sore afraid of our lives because of you and have done this thing. And now, behold, we are in thy hand, as it seemeth good and right unto thee, do unto us do. And so did he unto them and delivered them out of the hand of the children of Israel uh, that they slew them not. And Joshua made them that day hewers of wood and drawers of water for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord, even unto this day in the place which he should choose. I want to talk to you tonight for a few moments on this subject. Let me be your servant. Let me Be your servant. Would you bow your heads and your hearts at this time? Heavenly Father, again, we're just grateful for your presence. God, and evermore, we'll serve you. Evermore, God, we'll serve you, Lord. We'll love you from the bottom of our heart, Lord. And we thank you for this word. We thank you, God, for your presence and for your anointing, God. And it's that anointing that we need in order to deliver this word that you've put in our heart. And I ask you, God, to help me to do that, Lord, to do no violence to your word. And, God, I ask you, Lord, to let it go forth. Let your word go forth and have free course and be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Before I get started, let me I just say this because I don't hardly ever, I don't say it probably near enough, but I'll say I appreciate my wife been a very good helpmate. We're right in the middle of building a house, and uh, we're in the short roads now. We've got it going our way. It's been a tough road, but we've made it. They say if you can, if your marriage can survive a house building, well, you got a pretty good marriage, but you know what's been good? It's been good. The other day, I was in a room working by myself. She was in the house, but I was in a room by myself singing, um, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king, and I didn't know it, but she was over there singing, probably sooner than you think, if you don't hush. But <laughs> <laughs> she was singing, Lord, have mercy upon me. But if that's all we got to fuss about, we're doing all right. And uh, But I appreciate her very much and all that all that she does. And she's a very support uh, supportive of me and what God has called me to do. I'm still in awe that God would even call somebody like me to preach. I promise you I am. Uh, I humbly... Uh, stand before you tonight because, well, it's not been too many years that it's been that you wouldn't even have caught me in a pair of dress pants. Brother Buford was saying here a while back, he said, I'll never forget that Sunday you walked in in a pair of dress pants. I'll never forget that because it blowed their mind. And uh, not the same Brian up here that there was years ago. that right, Brother Mikey? (laughs) Brother Mikey remembers for sure. But we. um, I do appreciate the Lord that He would, I, I, again, I, I'm humbled that He would use me through my inability. There's times I may not say the right things or I may get my words tongue-tied or twisted or whatever, but I hope that my prayer is that you would see my heart. I want you to be able to see my heart and my passion in, in delivering the Word of God. And, uh, but just bear with me, pray with me, and, and uh, with the Lord's help, well, we'll just continue to do what He called us to do. Amen. Let me be your servant. This text here really stood out to me all this week and I began to look and begin to study it and uh, I think it was Monday morning that it really reached out and and gripped me uh, this past Monday morning and it really just kind of sparked something in my in my heart all week long and and really made me reflect back and to thank God for all that God has done for me and and thanking God for the life of service that I uh, that I signed up for when I said yes to Jesus and and I am I'm really really thankful for that but here in our text the book of Joshua in this ninth chapter of Joshua it, this this chapter follows a couple of chapters of great victories that Joshua had taken or that God had given Joshua and the people of Israel which we all know that Joshua is one that preceded Moses he was the one that preceded Moses and God told him just as I was with Moses I will be with you and uh, and Joshua was one that was raised up In the uh, in the family of Israelites, and he was he knew what it was like, and so so Joshua is now the leader, and God had given them some great victories and it had already come with some lessons. had they had had, some, uh, they had, had some, some failures and they had lost a battle, but they knew why because they did not listen to the voice of the Lord. they began to lean up on the arm of the flesh, but they already they, but they, they, they picked right back up and God began to bless them and deliver them into the, uh, the, the hands of the enemy into the people of Israel. And here's the thing about it, the fame began to spread all throughout the land not just about the fame of the fact of the victories that God had given the people of Israel, but one thing that did spread out is the fact that everybody knew that the land that they dwelled on, if God give it to the people of Israel, they were not going to be able to stay. They knew they was fixing to have to either fight for their land or they was gonna to have to pack up and leave because God had given it to Abraham's seed. And let me tell you something. Me and Junior were talking about this the other night. You're fixing to see it come to pass, not too many more days uh, uh, from now. Because people that inhabit land, enemies that inhabit territory over in the Holy Land that God give to Abraham, they better get ready to pack up and move. I don't care if they got fences. I don't care if they've owned it for generations from generation. They ain't owned it longer than what God gave it to Abraham. Somebody's fixing to give up some property. Somebody's fixing to give up some property. Because when God said that this land is your land, I'm going to give it to my seed, that's exactly what's going to happen. But this fame of God be going to give the land to His people, to His children, had already spread throughout. And when the Gibbonites had heard about this, when they had heard that, the, that God was not only granting victory, but their land that they lived on their self was fixing to be given up and given to the people of God, then out of fear, uh, they said, we got to do something about this. So here's what the Gibbonites did. They begin to, uh, they, they come up with a decisive plan. And I want them to bring up verse number 4 because church, I learned a new word this week. I learned a new word this week in uh, when, when reading about this. Look up, bring up verse number 4. No, Joshua chapter 9 verse number 4. Are we there? All right. He said they did work with Lily. That's a new one, y'all. It was a new one to me. They did work with Lily. That's my new word, with lily. In other words, they come up with a clever plan that they were gonna they were going to deceive the people of Israel. So here's what they did, and we can look at it in uh, I think starting in around uh, verse number uh, 11. What they did was they they begin to gather up some food, some victuals, and they begin to take some bread and, and uh, they they and some some different things. They they begin to uh, to what what they done? They put on some old clothes. They grab some old, moldy bread. And they, they, they saddled up their donkeys and they went and they met with Joshua. Say, so, hey, we are ambassadors from a way far away land. Matter of fact, it's so far, it's so far these clothes were brand new when we left. This bread was just fresh out of the oven when we left. Now it's all moldy. Our shoes were new. Now their war slapped out. We come from a long way because we we want to make peace with you. We have heard about your God. We want to make peace with you. So Joshua begins to make peace with them. He begins to make peace with them. Okay, that's fine. You can reside with us. We'll, we'll, we'll give you peace and, and, and everything's all fine except for about three days later, Joshua and the children of Israel begin to march toward their, their own homeland. And their they're deci- they're deceiving. They're deceiving is finally brought out. They, they Joshua figures out that they're not from a far land. they ain't but about from 15 miles down the road. Kind of like I heard a story one time of a man. He sold a bull to uh, some people in San Antonio, Texas, and they agreed to meet somewhat meet each other halfway. So he met them at Circe. <laughs> you know, it, they, they kind of they had deceived them and pulled the wool over their way. They worked with Lily. That's what they did. They worked with Lily. And they pulled the wool over their eyes. And, uh, and Joshua says, you lied to us, man. You lied to us. Because you, you, you're not from a faraway country. You're not just down the road here. You live down here at Hoxie. You don't live at Tampa, Florida. No, you live right down here at, at Hoxie. I mean, you're, you're so close to us. And why did you lie to us? Why did you deceive us? And now uh, the children of Israel, they're ready to throw the book at them. They're ready to throw the law at them. They're ready to smite them. But the problem is they had already made a covenant with them that they could have peace with them. That's That's the problem. Now, before I go any farther, let's look at this question. If they had come honestly seeking peace, would the answer of the Lord, what would the answer of the Lord have been? If they said, hey, we just live right down the road. We know that God's given you our country. Would you just give us peace? Would you just let us be at peace with you? You can have everything that God says you can have. Would you just let us be, be at peace with us? But staring death in the face, can the Gibbonites? can they be blamed for what they did? Can they truly be blamed for what they did? They're staring death right in the face. Can they be blamed for deceiving the people of Israel? I can tell you this. I don't think anyone has ever come to the Lord if they were sincere that the Lord ever turned away. I don't think they ever, they ever have. And I, you know what? Let me, let me say this while I'm here. I don't know how it is that you come to know the Lord. Because really, truth or statistics really claim that very few people come to the Lord for the right reasons their right intentions, the first, in, the first intentions was not really completely right. But however you come to the Lord, I'm thankful that you did. But here's the thing: some people come to the Lord out of, out of fear of going to a, de- a, a, a fear of dying and going to hell. Some people have a fear of just completely uh, of dying. Some people come to the Lord out of curiosity. Some people, uh, some people come to church because out of respect of somebody that just continues to invite them. They're just going to come. I had a man tell me one time that he said I had some family uh, t- t- inviting me to a, to a revival. Uh, ...to a little Baptist church... ...and he said... ...I didn't have no intention of going... ...but I went ahead and went anywhere... Way ...because I was tired of them inviting me... ...I was tired of listening to it... ...so I went... ...he said the preacher went to preaching right at me... ...I had no intentions of getting saved... ...the next thing I know... ...my white knuckles that gripped the pew right in front of me... ...was getting... ...was letting go... ...and I was making my way up to an altar... ...crying out to God to forgive me... ...I don't care how you come in... ...but thank God you did... Thank God you're here. Thank God your name is in the Lamb's book of life if you know him tonight. Ne- hey, you look at Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus just curious. He was just curious. And look where it got Zacchaeus. I'm there for get hearing the story that Brother Bob Hanshaw told me years ago. As a young man, a young, as, a, as a teenage boy, I believe what he told me. He said, him and a couple of boys, they'd heard about a Brush Arbor uh, revival service going on down in the, uh, in the Powhatan Bottoms. He said, we were just kind of going out of curiosity. He said, but we went down there to that revival. He said, I give my heart and life to the Lord, and it did not matter to God that I was there in my old overalls, in my work clothes. God didn't care God did, It didn't matter to God But God saved me anyway And he said and I thank God that he did Amen. Praise the Lord so It don't matter how you come But thank God that you're here Amen. We can't throw stones at the Gibbonites For maybe deceiving their way in But they're in They're in and they knew that So let's move on a little longer, a little farther First of all another lesson That we need to see here And this is really not part of my message But I got to say this here If Joshua had heard the voice of the Lord, if he had inclined his ear to the Lord, this probably wouldn't have took place as it they would not have been deceived as they were deceived. And I said that to say this, you as a child of God, you are to seek God for everything in your life. You ought to seek God and ask God for everything in your life. And, you know, if there's ever a time that you need to be led by the Spirit, it is now. Oh, I can't say that enough. Because especially with everything that's going around in the world, in our community, right here at home, in, 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 in amongst our communities, if you—if there's ever a time for believers to know and listen and to be led by the voice of the Lord, now is the time. Now is the time. It's so very, very important. Verse number 16. Again, Joshua, he learns of their deception. And, but again, as I said, because of the covenant that he made with them with peace, they were not able to smite them. They were not able to, to kill them because of this covenant. But verse number 21. Let's look at verse number 21 again. And the princes said unto them, Let them live. Again, they remembered the covenant. They said, Let them live. But that's a big one. But let them be hewers of wood and drawers of water unto all the congregation, as the princes has promised them. They were going to be to be condemned to be under bondage to the children of Israel to be their servants. Because they had lied Yes they're going to continue to have peace But because they had lied to the children of Israel And because of the oath And they were not able to slay them then, the, then Joshua says Here's what's going to happen You are going to be our servants You're going to be our slaves You're going to work for us And they condemned them to a life of servanthood To a life of bond servants in uh, their job Was to be a hewer of wood And a drawer of of water to the tabernacle and in uh, which eventually led into the service of the temple of God they were condemned again uh, uh, the, uh, to, to to this job But see what happens was the law says that they must die but grace says they will live and they will be servants law condemned them to death but grace says you're going to live but you're going to be my servant you're going to serve me all right, let's move on. They were to be the servants in the tabernacle. And again later into the into the uh, to the temple, they were to gather again the 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 hewers of wood meant that they were going to be gathering the wood for the sacrifice the drawer of water meant that they were going to be drawing the water that they would use to put in the lavers, especially like the brazen laver. All of these are, 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 are uh, f- f- furnitures and things and types of uh, the, the symbols inside uh, the, the, the tabernacle at this time. But their lives, again, their lives were spared because of the oath and because of their deceit. They were condemned to a life of service to the house of the Lord. Bear with me a moment, please. These people were blessed for generations, and they even become a word I had never even seen another word that I had I had learned in Scripture. They were becoming a Bible term uh, in, in in Bible uh, a, a Bible word is a nethanim. In other words, they were a giver. That's what they were. It's like an office. you got your ushers. you got your, your laity. you got your board or your, uh, uh, um, your deacons in the church. Well, then they had a nethanim. In other words, givers. They were the nethanims uh, when it comes to the temple of God. And this people, the Gibeonites that became the Nethinims, the givers that worked in the house of the Lord. They, uh, from generation to generation, were some of the first people that returned to the city of Jerusalem with Ezra and Nehemiah after the Babylonian captivity. After the bondage of Babylonium. they were some of the first people that went back to Jerusalem. Now, I said all that to say this. They made their homes there in Jerusalem. But the place where they made their home was by the water gate of Jerusalem. They were near the water supply so they could be ready for service to be uh, t- so they could be ready for service to the honorable bondage that Joshua had already condemned them to years and years before. Now, I said all that to say this, they deceived. They came in under an oath to the people of Israel. The lie was deceived. The people of Israel was, was, again, they were ready to throw the book at them and ready to kill them. But they would not go against their oath that they made between them and uh, before God, between the two people. So they were condemned again to this life. Of being a hewer of wood And a drawer of water My goodness you want to talk about some grace When the law said they could die But grace said you got to live But grace says grace condemned them To the law of service in the temple You see that's the place where the Glory of God dwelt That's the place where the presence of God was That's where their job Every day was to work And live inside the presence of God All the days of their life My goodness what a blessing that was what that is grace right there folks to know that your life as a Christian being a servant to the Lord Jesus Christ put you down right in the middle of the presence of God to dwell there all the days of your life my my their position was to be in this presence of God again law cursed but God but grace began to bless I want them to go to to uh, Romans chapter number six We've got to look to this list for a moment. Romans chapter 6, 17 and 18, nothing new around here. But God be thanked. Thank God. Thank God. That you were. I like the word were because that's talking about past tense. Yet we said in the Bible study a couple Wednesday nights ago that you need to learn some things about your English language. That's one thing that we do know. Were is past tense, but God thanked that you were a servant of sin. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Verse number 18. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Now, what's that mean? The moment I said yes to Jesus, I had a change in master's. I had a change in masters because, as he even said, brought out this morning in the message, that we were baptized into the person of Christ, into the body of Christ. Now, because of that, what that hat would not hat, what happened at that moment when I said yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in, He baptizes me into the person of Christ, which breaks the power of the sin nature. I don't have to be ruled and reigned by the sin nature. I have a change in masters, because now He gives me a divine nature on the inside of me that is now telling me what I should do and what I shouldn't do. i got the divine nature now ruling and reigning in my life. Praise the Lord. Why? Because I am a servant to righteousness, a change in masters. Let me put it to you like this. If you go and you go to trade a vehicle, nothing tests your salvation any more than that. But if you go to trade a vehicle, if the vehicle that you are trading in, you still owe money on it, they say, okay, we'll pay this one off and you get to finance this one. When that deal is done, and they pay that vehicle off, guess what? When that next monthly payment of that vehicle comes that you just traded off comes around, you, you don't got, you're not obligated to make that payment. Right. You're under a new contract. Right. You don't have to make that payment no more. You probably got a bigger one now to make. <laughs> but you don't got two because there's a new form of doctrine that has been delivered to you that you are you have a new set of marching papers, marching orders been handed to you that you are to serve now. And now we are no longer a servant to sin, but we are a servant of righteousness because of what Jesus did up for us up on the cross. We are to serve the Lord. I got I told a gentleman today nothing is more important in this life than serving the Lord. Amen. Nothing else matters. We are hewers of wood and drawers of water. Our life should, again, revolve around. Now get this tonight. Please get this, church. Hewers of wood. They gathered wood for the sacrifice. Drawers of water. They gathered water for the brazen altar. Every bit of this is a type of a cross and what Jesus would do there. But again, our life should revolve around the cross. I said our life should revolve around the cross. Our faith should be centered in the person of Christ, who He is, and what He done for us upon the cross. We are ordered, again, to stay in the presence of God. The Gideonites, they had the best job of anybody. They were servants, all right. Yeah, they got to dwell in the glory, in the house of God. Every day, every day they got to dwell in the presence of the Lord. My, My, my. I'll tell you what, I'm thankful when I see that God, how God has changed people and how God has literally transformed lives and how He has set people free. And because I have seen people that once was a servant of sin, now they are a servant of righteousness. And I'm, hey, I'm even talking about myself. I know what it's like, I haven't forgotten what it was like without the Lord. I haven't forgotten, and I hope that you haven't either. But my goodness, we are well, we are blessed here at the church for, for to have people that that know what it's like to be to delivered from the power of sin and be a servant of righteousness. Amen. Amen. I got. I just. I'm reflecting on some different things, and we are surrounded with people that come from all walks of life in this church right here tonight. Everybody has their own backgrounds. Everybody has their own testimonies of how they came to the Lord. I'll never forget I was just a young teenage boy. Before we started coming to this church, which at that time was down past the Lake Charles State Park entrance. We were still our home church was still at Hoxie, Pentecost Church of God. And I'll never forget one time at on a Wednesday night. I got to hear the testimony of my dad for the first time. I remember Sister Penny Ring had asked him several times and he would turn her down. I I can't do that. I don't want to do that right now. I just don't know if I can. But I'll never forget one time that that he did. Some choices and some things that had happened to him. Over a course of a short period of time, he won't mind me saying this because he ain't—he ain't kept it a secret lately. But Dad was looking at doing some hard time. Come down here; wasn't even really supposed to be in Arkansas, but he came down here with a friend of mine, just kind of get away from town for a while. Or friend—friend friend of mine, friend of his—and. Just to go to a funeral, he didn't even know the people. He was just getting out of town. Lady walked up to him and said, something ain't right. He said, yeah, you're right. She began to share the love of God and Dad got saved. Give his heart and life to the Lord. Dad, would you go back? Thankful for his service in the Lord. Wouldn't go back. I look around and I see, again, we're coming from walks of life. I could keep going, but I look and I see Brother Matt Haney right there. He knows what it's like to be bound by religion. But he knows what it's like to be free. Would you go back? Wouldn't go back. Happy being a servant of the Lord Serving in the in, in the in the grace of God Look around and I tell you what Let's do this I'm not putting nothing out or anybody If you've been here And you've been delivered from alcohol I want you to stand you've been delivered by drugs I want you to stand you've been delivered by religion I want you to stand If God has ever delivered you from anything, I want you to stand. I don't care if it's from nicotine, something on the TV or what it is. I want you to stand. My question is to you, church. You're servant to the Lord. Because grace says you've got to dwell in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, all the days of your life. The grace says that your your life must revolve. You're going to be a hewer of wood and a drawer of water. Your life must revolve around the cross. Have you a seat if you want to turn and go back. Now why is it? Why is it that nobody wants to turn and go back? Why is it that we're all right with dwelling in the house of the Lord? Oh, excuse me a minute, but it's just bubbling all over me. I'll tell you why. That nobody wants to turn and go back for not one minute, not for one second. That's because better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. My God, come on, help me. Help me. Come on, Brother Blake, help me out tonight. Oh, better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. My, I wouldn't take it for nothing in the world. I ain't turning back. I ain't going back. And just as Romans tells us, thanks be to God thanks be to God I'm no longer a servant of sin but I'm a servant of righteousness and my life has to revolve around the cross because that's what my new order of papers has given me that's the form of doctrine that's been delivered under me that I must serve Him and I must serve in the temple I must give Him everything that I have and dwell in the presence of God praise the Lord praise the Lord come on we
2: gotta sing it yes Better is, one day. Well, better is one day in your yes. courts. Better is my one day in Come on worship. your house. Better Come on worship. is one day in your. Oh, I ain't going back. I ain't going back. I ain't going back to my former well, life. Better is this one day is better. In your oh, this is better, church. Better is this one is better. Day in your it's better. Better is one day oh, better. in your courts. A oh, yeah. Come on, are you glad you're saved tonight? Better is one day in your boots. Better is one day in your house. Better is. Oh yeah the Your place glory.
1: I just got, I'm not really done, but I'm just gonna say this God, let me be your servant. If my job description means I get to dwell in your presence, so be it. I ain't going back. Let me be your servant. I wanna be a hewer of wood and a drawer of water. Let, me, let my life revolve around the cross, hooked up to the water supply of the Holy Spirit where He can quench the thirsting of my soul and give me that ability to be what God wants me to be. My, what a life! What a life of bond slave, to being a bond servant to the Lord Jesus Christ. I ain't going back. If you're thankful that you're saved tonight, I want you to find you a place to pray tonight. And this, I, I, I'm just... I'm just giving a general altar call I don't really know where I'm going to go from here but I just want us to take some time and thank God thank God for saving us thank God for delivering us look back where you were at look back at where you're at right now thank God for what He's done for you come on find you a place to pray let's take a moment and thank God oh we got to thank God oh yes because better better thank you Lord I ain't going back God let me be your servant let me be your servant god. oh yes
0: how lovely oh, yes. is
2: Our God. Your dwelling place oh god oh lord, lord almighty. almighty thank you lord thank you
0: lord for my soul does long
2: and even it Thank you, Lord.
0: Well, here my heart is satisfied within Your presence. While I see beneath the shadow. yours well your
1: voices
2: tonight, come on, lift your voices tonight, oh, and better in one day in your course, oh, better in one day.
1: Grateful, Lord, for your word. We're grateful for your presence. And God, I thank you. I thank you, God, for saving me. Oh, thanks be to God that I'm no longer a servant of sin. And Lord, I'm I'm not alone tonight, God. Our hearts are thankful tonight that God you've saved us. God, you've delivered us, oh Lord. And God, and now we can dwell in your presence, dwell in your house all the days of our life, oh God. God, your grace is. Gives us an unending supply, Lord, of your help for for every day, Lord, for everything that we face in this life. And, God, for that we're thankful. God, we don't want to turn back. God, our hearts, Lord, are still. God, we're looking forward. God, we're pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. God, we thank you for it. We praise your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, turning back, church, let me be your servant. If it means i got to dwell in the presence of the Lord, I can take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Praise the Lord. Give Jesus a hand clap of praise again. He's worthy. I'm thankful I'm saved.
0: If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296 Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you, and God bless you and your family.